Hey everyone, Courtney and Allison here from Filming Life Academy. We are recording our second episode for our podcast and um, we're so excited to be here with you guys. So thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening. Um, our theme for this episode is all about challenges and what challenges we have faced and what challenges we have seen other people face. And so we're just going to talk through a couple of things that we've seen and um, and offer our advice on those things and how we've handled um, challenging situations when it comes to filming families. So um, a little bit of a personal update from both of us as per usual. So Allison, how have you been? I'm good. Uh, I think the last time we did this, I was potty training the twins. And so I'm happy to report that they are potty trained. Awesome. Good. <laughs> and you know, the crazy thing is, um, like I have all these, I think I texted you a picture. Like I have all these great pictures and I can't post any of them. Because yes. Like full frontal issues going on. Uh, <laughs> and it's super cute because they're like two babies. But, uh, yeah, just rest assured. There's a lot of cute pictures from it that will not be shared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, it's such a relief to have that all done it is my husband was like we are saving so much money like no diapers I'm like I know oh, it's so <laughs> I, like, good. I should be able to get an extra couple of cup of coffee coffees a week now because <laughs> yes. I'm not spending money on diapers and whites yeah but, yeah it's good to have that done what about you what's going on um, well, I just finished I last time we spoke I was working on a wedding film so that's um done and I've posted that so that's good um, gorgeous thank you and uh what else we are in the process of selling our house so every Saturday we've got open houses and that's been uh so much fun um <laughs> said no one ever so you know it's a lot of just trying to keep everything clean and stay on top of all of that in addition to all the work stuff so lots of uh figuring out the balance for me so are you like getting up on Saturday morning and like freakishly cleaning or are you doing it Friday night or? Oh, it depends. But, you know, it's a lot of just like cleaning up throughout the week, just trying to stay on top of stuff. And then, yeah, anything last, last minute that ha has to happen on Saturday. Yeah. And, you know, that's just hard with kids because they're just like, yeah, I'm going to play with this and play with that and throw that and da da da. So it's just, <laughs> but anyway, it's all worth it and it'll be good. So we're, we're excited for the next chapter that comes with that. So. Mm. That's cool. Um, so we have had uh, several people go through the filming life or assessment and pass, and um, I wanted to give out those names. So congratulations to the following people who are now filming lifers: um, Celine, Celine Grassi, um, Kim Olson, Carissa Potterton, Melita Whittle, Jade Nightingale, and Christy Black. Congratulations, Yay! guys. Like, that's so awesome. And if you're wondering what a filming lifer is, that is someone who has completed the core curriculum, has um, sat an exam, basically taken an assessment, and passed that with flying colors. So, um, you know, it's just a goal to strive towards, and um, there's there's a few perks that come along with that. So, uh, if you're interested in doing that, just um, if once you log into the academy, you can see all of that information. If you're a member, if you're not a member, join, and you can learn all about it. So, <laughs> um, that's our filming lifers. So these are people that we like. Last time we said like you need to go check these people out. So what we'll do, yeah. Um, uh, 
we'll add all of these people to a list and get all their links so everyone can find them um, and we'll add that to the show notes later so mm-hmm. um what else has been happening all right so and um, this is a part of our student member news features we've got some films so we've had a lot of amazing films being shared lately so there's a couple that have really stood out to us. Um, the first one was, um, well, one of them, they're not really in order necessarily, but Molly Hewitt um, had this gorgeous, gorgeous um, birth announcement film that she posted yeah. for her granddaughter, right? You saw yes, I, I did. I love that one. Um, you know, I'll, birth announcement films are nothing new. And I, and Kaylee Riches in her birth class for us talks all about how to make them in one of her lessons. And a number of our students are birth photographers. So it's nothing new. What struck me about Molly's film though, and what I loved was it was super short. It was like barely 59 seconds or something. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like the kind of thing, like as a birth photographer that you could go into the hospital, spend one hour with that family post, you know, once everybody's kind of a little bit more relaxed <laughs> post birth or when the sibling comes in and then you can take that and if you have time you could edit it pretty quickly and then give it to the family to post to social media saying my baby's here it's born you know it's not it's not as in depth of a thing it seemed very quick and beautiful and it shows the baby and the parents and the holding and in that particular one uh, i think it was her granddaughter wasn't it yes um yeah her granddaughter which is awesome um you know, you, it shows at the very end shot of just the baby. I think she had a little like, um, hello, my name is kind of a thing on it. It's just a very quick, like I've come to the world. Welcome. And you could post that. And for all these family members, I know these days family members are spread out and it's just a quick way to show the world. Um, baby's here, but in a video way. So you're hearing the little voice and you're hearing, you know, you're seeing things that you don't necessarily catch in a photo. So I just loved it. It was a beautiful film, but I love the idea of it being super short. Uh, I feel like that's something that so many birth photographers could offer in mm-hmm. their in their businesses as mm-hmm. something that is a, t- a parent would be like, "Oh yeah, that's great. It's even better than that first photo to show." You know, mm-hmm. um, so that that was what struck me about that was I really I really liked it. Yeah, and I think like if you are someone who's offering fresh 48s and that's a big part of your business, like this would be such a perfect accompaniment to that and, you know, it wouldn't have to be a long film and you wouldn't have to have video be the priority like you exactly. would just need, Yeah, cuz it's so short. Um mm-hmm. so yeah, I think it's really really cool too. Um such a unique way of saying here's our baby like Yes. Welcome, welcome yeah. To the world. Yeah. Cause I mean the mom, especially like mom photographers, you're, you're not like, you can't make that happen for yourself. So this is, Oh yeah. This is good. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And the, the other, other film, was, oh, go sorry, ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the other one was, uh, Valina. Um, she posted this on the student hub and then, um, we actually are going to be featuring this, I believe this week or next week. And, mm-hmm. Um, she, she lives in, I believe, Panama city, Florida in the U S and, um, they had a horrible hurricane come through in October. I think it was hurricane Michael. And she, um, did this really, really gorgeous film of, I believe she, the perspective is she's standing kind of on her back porch, looking out to her backyard. And the, the overall theme of the film is everything is very different than it was post hurricane. The view is different than it was. Um, and here's examples of um, just the feeling of that film, this B-roll footage of 
the plants and the rain and just seeing the light from her backyard. It was so moving. Um, yeah. I, oh, it was gorgeous. And the music that she shot, um, hurricanes in the South are just a horrible part of life in the U S um, I'm from Texas. So we get them there too. And, um, I, the way that she did it, it was so not literal, which I loved. Um, it was just, she did such a good job of that. Um, yes beautiful use of light. It was, um, it was something very different on the student hub, which I appreciated. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. And the way that you described it as moving, I mean, that is probably the best word for it because I felt exactly the same way. And I mean, I grew up in South Georgia and, um, Panama city is somewhere that I went often as a child. And so kind of to see that it really hit home for me. And, um, just the way that she shot it, as you said, like just, it wasn't literal. It was just that feeling. You really, really mm. felt how she felt about it all and the way that she shot and edited it. I just thought it was really beautifully done. So um, yeah, well done. Both um, Molly and Belina, we loved your film. Mm. So, um, and for everyone else, like keep sharing. We love seeing your work in the student hub and um, we have, um, uh, Instagram hashtag. So make sure that you're hashtagging your work, filming live featured films. And if you're interested in seeing what our students are up to, check out that hashtag and see what people are doing. So um, that's awesome. Uh, so, yeah. So speaking of classes, um, so we uh, have just as an academy rolled out um, our newest workshop um, and it's been and it's being taught by Anita Permanova. Um, if you don't know Anita, um, she is an incredible portrait photographer. Um, she's based in the Netherlands and in Amsterdam. Um, she has two um, beautiful little girls and she makes um, incredible films. And um, her background in portraiture has kind of brought her to us. And she's now teaching um, our newest workshop, which is Transform Your Films with Advanced Color Grading. And um, it's an incredible class. <laughs> Yeah, like you've it's done a, it. You've yeah. you've been through yes. all of the lessons. I've been through them. Like it's incredible. Yeah. There's so much it's, content in there. Yeah. One of I think I put this somewhere online. One of the things I get to do um with the academy is I get to kind of go through all the content before a lot of other people do, just because I have a little bit of background in education. So I get to kind of make sure the curriculum is all good and like, oh my word. <laughs> this class blew me away. Like it's heavy content rich um in the best way possible. Um well, the, the thing that struck me the most after going through the entire um, curriculum was that it's not something that's um, genre specific to just family okay. films or birth films or right. fill in the blank. Um, any person that does filmmaking can learn something from this. Um, yeah. It's it's like the behind the scenes of how to edit photos. It's the same thing for films. Um, but it and court you cover this in your in your classes. But um, this is a very very heavy in depth look at it, and it right. takes it on. And as you know, Premiere Pro and Lightroom and Photoshop, there's about 13 ways to do the same thing. And, oh yeah. Um, Anita, yeah. And Anita is showing you like I. There was buttons. I was like, I didn't know that I did that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it's the kind of class that you're going to want to keep going back to and you'll be able to keep enhancing the look of your films and the feeling of your films. Um, if you want to take your film from this to this and give it an artistic look and have your ownership on it saying, so someone can watch it and say, oh, that's a 
so-and-so film um, because it has a look about it. Anita's class is that. It's absolutely yes, that. Yes. Um, and I think that if you've ever like felt frustrated by your, um, you know, by the way that your footage looks and your inability to kind of navigate through how to make it look better, um, this is for you. Like this will help you work all of that out. So, um, mm -hmm. it's a fantastic class and, and, and it's a workshop because it's a really intensive, um, yeah. look at how exactly to complete all of these steps to, um, it's like the color correction process and then it's the color grading process and right. how the two interrelate and, um, it's, it's a very, very intensive thing. So it's offered on a quarterly basis. It's mm -hmm. um, the enrollment closes on the 15th of November for this run, and then it'll be offered again next year. So if you've missed out on this one, um, then you can sign up for in time for the next one. Um, but it is definitely something I think anyone should take. It's a really great yeah. class. Anita's incredible too. She does a really good she job. She's very um, um, giving of her time, isn't she? Yes. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, then the next class that we're going to have coming up that will be added to the Academy for All members is the showreel class, which Yay. is my class. Well, and hey. <laughs> watch out. <laughs> um, and so what the, the purpose of this is this class is going to basically take you through the process of, you know, figuring out what it is that you want to say with your showreel. Like, what is your goal? What um, is your, and what's, what's your message that you want to send out to prospective clients? Um, you know, it's like a mixture between, okay, it's very, very hard. You kind of have to have all the hats as a photographer, <laughs> like you need to wear all of the hats. And this really helps you um, hone in on exactly what message that you want to send out to the world with your work. With your showreel, it will help you, first of all, target, figure out who it is that you're targeting, and then figure out what, how best to target them with your showreel. And so it's more right. than just a class telling you how to put all your footage from the last year together. Like it's more than just that. It is really showing you my process and my thought process, mm -hmm. the questions that you should ask yourself to then have this um, complete and focused direct message that you send out to people with a call to action with it. Um, mm -hmm. And it's going to be, delivered to students just in time for the new year. So it gives you an opportunity to take your work yeah. from this past year, put it all together. And whether you may have only just started incorporating video lately, and if that is the case, that's fine. My very first showreel had a mixture of video and photos together. Mm -hmm. So um, you don't need to just all be video. If your business right. does both, your showreel can have both. Um, and right. so it's going to take, it's, it's for anybody and it will take you through the process of, you know, how to work with the song, map out how you're going to, um, deliver the message across the lyrics or across the, um, the span of the song and then, yeah, take it all from A to B, get to the end. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for that to be available to everyone. So it's included too. Like, it's, yeah, it's is... included in the membership, not an extra yeah. cost. This is a master class. And um, it's going to be available to all members um, 
So that happens in December. Okay. Yeah. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. So um, after we, we lately, we've been talking a lot about like, how can we get people more involved and um, you know, how can we help people? Like we've had some people kind of ask, are, are there any, does anybody know about any like challenges or um, things that we could do? And in the everyday films class or not, so that films of your everyday that I have um, in as a part of the core curriculum, creating films of your everyday, it is, it has a list in there of ideas to kind of like create a film each month, like topics that right. will get your mind Props. sparked. But we've decided that we want to kind of take that one step further yes. and have yeah. an official challenge going for um, members. So yes. Tell us yeah. what that looks like, Allison. So, okay. So this is exciting because there, I've noticed on the student hub and just from texting with people that um, sometimes we need a prompt to inspire us. Um, so we're, but, and we've, I think we've done this in the past, but um, yeah. we've gotten a little bit more practical and realistic about it this time around. Yes. Um, I think, <laughs> I think a lot of times, like, especially in the photography world, it's like, okay, weekly challenges, monthly challenges. But when you're making films, you can't, um, you can't do that. Hard. Yeah. And that, like monthly, legitimately monthly is hard because life and filming is just different than photography. It takes a lot more time to edit and to build the film. So, um, we have come up with a genius idea. Um, <laughs> is it bi-monthly when it's two months? I don't know. We're, yeah. we're doing, no, not, not bi-monthly is twice a month. Uh, no, it's we're not. doing every two months challenge. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yes. So, um, so and the first thing is the... Six film. Oh, challenge. the six film challenge. So six films a year. Yeah. Um, so the first um, theme, if you will, um, is for November and December, and it is the theme of together. So the thought of together, whatever that looks like for whatever area in the world and whatever your family unit looks like or not your family unit, whatever it is, we want to see your interpretation of what together looks like. And so by November, December, we mean that by January 6th, you'll have your film completed. Um, and um, we will have a place for you to post that on the student hub. And, um, and if you're putting it on Instagram, we would love for you to use the hashtag six film challenge. And um, from there, we'll collect those. And then I think we're going to be featuring them and um, all sorts of fun things. So yeah. I'm excited about this because it's yeah. gonna give you kind of a focus to the end of your year um, together. What does together look like in your life from the people that are in your life? Yeah, and so we would that's love, December. If, if we would love, even if you're not a member of the Academy, if, you're, if you wanna join us on this and you wanna hashtag your film on Instagram, then please do that. So um, hashtag six film challenge using the number six um, mm -hmm. is the hashtag to use. So please join us. We'd love to see your work as well. And if you're a member, um, make sure that you're posting in the student hub, add it to the Vimeo student group, and um, uh, we'll be featuring um, your films on Instagram or Facebook or both or everywhere on the blog. Who knows? We'll All see. Things. We'll see all the things <laughs> everywhere. Oh, um, um, the second one is just so you, if you're, if you're planning maybe out, you're, you're a little crazy, but we do also have the second one planned for after that. And that's for January, February, and that's going to be seasons. Um, and so 
The first one is together, November, December, and the second theme is seasons for January, February, and that's due at the end of February. Right. So that should just kind of give us a trajectory for what's coming up, Six Film Challenge. We're really excited about it. Yeah, and we really wanted to just make sure that A, we gave everyone enough time to feel like this was a challenge that was achievable for them, um, spanning across two months, giving you, you know, plenty of time to, as Allison said, put it together, shoot it, edit it, make a plan, all of that. Um, and then also we really wanted to choose themes that were not, themes that were not really too literal, themes that could be interpreted in any kind of way. And so, um, we're hoping that we see a lot of different awesome interpretations of this um, as, as we go through and proceed. So we're so excited about, um, you know, offering this and running this and organizing it. So uh, we hope you guys are too. Yay. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, so we've, we've talked about this uh, episode having the theme of challenges in filmmaking. Um, so let's kind of flesh that out a little bit because mm -hmm. there's like all sorts of challenges. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think we can narrow it down to a few though. Um, yeah. so maybe Courtney, could you start off by, um, maybe sharing with us, um, challenges you faced in your, in a more recent film for you? Um, maybe something that would be, um, helpful to others. I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. So, well, I mean, the first thing that really comes to mind for me um, is, is children's behavior when <laughs> shooting and how that all works. Um, because yeah, tell that, me about that. <laughs> <laughs> that can get tricky. So I've, I've got a, um, a family that I've done two films for in the last two years, and they have three boys and a really big dog. And, mm. um, in the last session that I did for them, every time that I got down on, and I like to shoot from like child level, like their height, like I really like to try and right. I squat a lot. If you see any of my behind the scenes <laughs> videos, I'm like always squatting. Um, the leg workout. <laughs> lots of leg works out, like workouts. Um, but, and so every time I did that, I would either have a dog in my camera or I'd have a child <laughs> in my camera, like and they would try and touch my lenses or they would try and touch my microphone. And, you know, it, it's, it's very easy to get flustered by that. If that happens to you during a session right. and you're kind of like, what do I do? Like it can right, right. something I think probably comes happens often. And um, so I thought I would talk about sort of how I handled that. Um, and so, you know, each time that that happened, I would, use body language, obviously I would just step away and, um, I never would really, um, I don't want to, like, I'm, I'm sure I probably did say, don't touch my lens, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> the dog, <laughs> the dog, <laughs> get off my lens dog. Um, but like with the dog, I just had to be really aware. Like I was just super right. hyper aware where he was. And then I just had to be better with my angles. Um, and, you know, I had to get out of my, out of my comfort zone because my comfort zone is squatting at child level and I couldn't do that. So, um, you know, I started to look around for places where I could maybe be a little bit more sheltered 
from animals and um, <laughs> not be so close to the kids. And, you know, in hindsight, I probably could have put like a 50 on and been able to be further back, but have that closer. Um, That's a good field. idea. I wouldn't have thought to do that. Yeah. 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 That yeah. would have been really good. But I don't own a 50 for my <laughs> cannon. <laughs> so, so that's a terrible idea. But that wasn't an option. <laughs> uh, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, that is something um, that I, I could have done, maybe would have done um, had I had that option to available to me. But, you know, other things is really just body language. Like as soon as a child comes over and starts to touch my lens, I put the camera down and I start talking to them. And then eventually they start to realize that, you know, they're not going to get rewarded by me shooting them if, if, um, when they come over to me and start acting a certain, like if they try to come over and touch my lens or try to touch my microphone or, um, start performing in front of the camera. You know, I've also got older kids that come over and yes. just start acting and, and, you know, being silly and whatever. That's what I've encountered the most is, and yeah. it's not the young ones. It's like the seven and up crowd that is like, yeah. you know, they want to do their, whatever they want to like right. throw a smile at the camera and you're like right. no, no no yeah 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 I just put the camera down and I I make it very clear that as soon as they start doing that I'm not going to continue shooting and I think by that sort of um body language it is a positive way of you know not encouraging that behavior and and making a shift for them mm. um and then that usually, they, they get bored with that. They're not going to yes. continue. They just get bored and then they move on. And, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of time. I have a session on Saturday coming up where the mother has already warned me that her daughter, who's eight, is um, very, very comfortable in front of the camera in terms of, like, loves to model. So I'm anticipating... <laughs> that I'll get a lot of like performance from her. Mm -hmm. And I said to her mom, I was like, look, um, first of all, it's great that we're having this conversation. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I don't want you to feel like you need to say to her during, in that moment, I don't want you to say to her, stop, you know, stop smiling for the camera, stop performing for the camera, because that's only going to make her self-conscious. And that is the last thing that I want. Right. So right. I said, let me handle it and just leave it with me. And I will, anytime that she does that, I'll put the camera down and we'll start talking and I'll get to know her. And eventually mm -hmm. she'll forget about it. She'll realize that that's not what I'm after through my body language and through the actions that I take um, in response to her doing that to me. So, um, and she was really happy with that. So, you know, I think that's, um, that's kind of how I handle it and it has worked pretty well. But in saying that you just have to be patient and yeah. that, that all, you know, it's always going to something like that's going to happen and um, prepare yourself with ways to handle it and don't let it fluster you. Because I think that's right. what can get people is that they get like, uh, and you get really anxious because you're so concerned about getting the footage and getting these great moments. And, you know, yeah. you read that, this is taking up too much time where you could be getting <laughs> these great moments. And so you just have to like give yourself some patience and, um, and know that there's going to be a thousand more moments over the next couple of hours and don't let this fluster you too much. So, yeah. And with kids, you know how they are. They, 
they are very repetitive about whatever it is that they're doing. So if you did miss a moment because somebody was doing something in the scene, chances are it's going to happen again. Most likely you know. it's going to happen. Yeah. So it, don't put all your beans in one basket. It's going to be okay. The other thing that I have done, um, in fact, in that film I put out a little bit back with, um, I spent most of the time in the lake <laughs> with the family. Yeah. Um, there, there was a seven-year-old boy in that film. I don't know what, what it is about that age, but I remember telling him, when we were in the water at one point, I was like, I'm going to let you take some pictures and I'm going to help you with this GoPro and with my camera at the end. Okay. And like, I was like, I will let you hold the camera. I will let you take the pictures. Um, but right now go play with your family. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, cool. Okay. Awesome. And then he went off and did his thing. But like, he like physically was just one of those kids that wanted to tactilely touch and do. And yeah. I was like, yeah, let's find a happy medium. You can come. I'm going to help you learn how to take a picture on it, but let's do that at the end. That's great. That's such a good idea. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah. Awesome. What other challenges? I think we talked about um, another one that we that comes up is um, song length and like yes. song length. And I know that this has come up for you in your class a lot. So, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Yeah, I think I think I think <laughs> I think there's a lot of answers to this. I think if we're talking client films and by client films, I mean family films. Um, I think there is a healthy song length for that. And I think anywhere from three to four, low fours is, is healthy. I think anything over that, um, you should question, have you called the footage enough? Um, so yeah. if you're delivering, and that's not always the case, because I know you have delivered amazing films that have been five minutes, right, to clients. So that's yeah. not always the case. But I would say if you're finding that you're um, delivering a client family film that is on the longer side, um, just be aware that sometimes um, just that you're, you're using the footage that is the best footage um, that has the most uh, the, your best shot moments and their best moments of whatever it is they're doing. Um, and I think that comes down to song length first. I talk about this a lot in my class. You, you want to choose the correct song like first. So in other words, don't go out and choose a six minute song and then right. try to fill six minutes. That's not a good way to go about that. <laughs> no. When no. I set my filters on, you know, Soundstripe or Musicbed, I am setting them for, um, I think I set like them at like three to four fifteen. That's what I usually put in there. Um, yeah. rarely do I put above four thirty. It's not, I don't, I don't even want to see if there's good things above that. Cause that means I'm going to have to cut the song, which is a huge hard process for me. That's hard. It's, you don't want to have to do that. So it's forcing you to choose a song. That's a good length. Um, that's the family films category. Um, if we're talking weddings, you can speak to that in a second. That's a different animal. Um, but yeah. also if we're talking, um, if we're talking personal films, I think it's a different situation. So a film for my family of my kids on vacation, I'm okay with that being longer. I, I, I think if you find a great song that fits the vibe of whatever the footage is that you're doing, um, and if it's a little longer, that's fine. If it's 10 minutes, maybe <laughs> we need to rethink. But I, I think personal films can be a little bit longer than client films. I think we want to give the best footage in both situations. But um, I just think when you're sharing it online, people's attention spans aren't as long as you think they are. So if you're wanting people to watch the full thing, then keep that in mind where their attention spans are. But if it's a personal film, then 
you know, if it's just for your own family, it doesn't matter as much, but always with the mindset that you're including the best moments and the best way that you shot it. Um, and, and the way you've edited it to the song. Yeah. My thing is, That's is <laughs> yeah, no, it, I completely agree. I think my thing to add to that is that you, if you're, if you're giving everyone, like if you give one person a five to six minute film, then you kind of need to do that every time. So there's True. also fewer good song choices in that length, um, mm -hmm. for the five to six minute length than there are in the three to four minute category. And, you know, mm -hmm. I've been really hesitant myself to do the ones that have been longer because I'm like, am I jipping my other clients because <laughs> right. I'm shorter films for them and longer films for these guys. But, um, you know, I think it's just a personal decision that you have to make, but you need to just be aware of the fact that, you know, your other clients might be seeing what you're making. So um, try to make sure that you're keeping at an average of length of time and not going over or under too much. So, um, and there's also something to say about shorter ones if your priority is photos and you want to do video too but you're not ready to just do all video then do like 60 seconds to two minute length um, right song right so that's, that's, too. that's a, a good option as well so um in terms of wedding videos that really just varies and for me i prefer to do one long song than try to do two shorter songs but mm -hmm. at the same time <clears throat> i don't do a lot of weddings but um everybody has their own preference for that but it is very hard to fit that length of time that you're shooting a wedding or a birth in a three to four minute song um right so i do try to make those a bit longer at least five minutes if not you know six to seven mm -hmm. um but i'm also not the kind of person who goes out and does a documentary version of uh, a wedding as in like i don't record the literal here is exactly what happens throughout the day and right, right. An hours worth of footage i don't I, I shoot it with a documentary approach but i don't do that yeah um so yeah that's that's song length um those are our thoughts on um on some of the questions that people come to us with in terms of you know how do we decide what length mm -hmm. i think it's really something that is is personal but if we had to give a guide it would be three to four minutes or so mm -hmm. absolutely um, yeah there was something else that um I had thought about and it was on the tip of my tongue. For songs? Uh, it was earlier. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. We won't go into music bed right now. Um, but yeah, so um, we were, um, it was, I, I think it was um, in, the, in the space of like the whole editing realm. It was, mm -hmm. we had talked earlier about, um, like figuring out what scenes to include in. Oh yeah. 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 And how you decide, oh no, no, no. Actually it was the, um, the literal versus like how to, how, like shooting literally and like, including footage. I get this question a lot. So we'll talk about okay. both things. So, okay. um, the question of shooting literally and what we mean by that and including yeah. footage that is is very literal versus um shooting like bolinas 
Um, yes, well, that's exactly right. Cause we spoke about Valina's and how it wasn't literal. Right. And so, right. um, this is something that I've been talking about kind of more frequently lately as I've noticed that the level of, um, skill in my students has advanced. Mm-hmm. Um, I've started to talk more in my critiques about, you know, trying to think beyond just the literal of this is what mm-hmm. happened. This is how family got from A to B. Um, and I think it's a really interesting thing because it's kind of, it's kind of abstract to, <laughs> about, you know, how not to be literal. So um, <laughs> for me, it is, um, as I'm shooting, it really is a mixture of, of showing, you know, literally you're showing what's happening, right? Like mm-hmm. if a family in, let's try and take a scene that's common, um, maybe, um, reading a book or playing in the backyard or maybe, um, a car ride. You've okay. done it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Really that's, well. a, that's a great example, yeah. A car ride. Um, so if I was going to shoot a car ride literally, then mm-hmm. I, would sh- <laughs> I would shoot um, like a wide angle of the family getting into the car. I might, I might move and shoot um, the parent putting the child in the car seat, and then I might shoot... Um, the parent, like I might kind of get a medium wide shot of the parent driving from yeah. sitting in the back seat, or I might shoot if it depends on where I'm sitting, but if I'm sitting in the front seat, then I might shoot a medium shot of the parent um, with the child. And then um, I might shoot a, um, a shot of like a sign or something going past and then um, when we stop, I might get out of the car and shoot a wide angle of them getting the kids out of the car and then, um, and then going, <laughs> going to their location, right? Like, that's boring. I mean, all yeah, of that yeah. is like, but it, when you're in that moment, you're thinking to yourself, I need to get all of this because right. I need to make sure that I can tell this story of them moving from one location to the next. Now, mm-hmm. there is another way of doing that same thing, (laughs) but having it be not quite so literal. Um, You don't need to show every little single step that it takes for the parents to get the kids into the car and then bring the kids out of the car and like all of that. You don't need to do all of that. Mm -hmm. One or two or three max clips of maybe like a profile shot of the child with a bit of rim light on their, on their face, mm-hmm. looking out at the window at the sky and the clouds passing by. Like, what does that tell you versus you're, you're transitioning? Yeah. You're transitioning. And you're also getting that child's perspective. You're kind mm-hmm. of seeing it within their head, what it is like. And this is when I talk about shoot how it feels. This mm-hmm. is an exact example of that. If you mm. notice the child is like looking off into the, um, into the sky as, as the car is moving, that is an exact example of shooting how it feels to be in that moment. Um, because then we, we get the part of the story that is the child's in the car and they're all going to a new location. 
-hmm. but we don't need to see all the other stuff that goes along with that. Mm -mm. Um, and it, it can be that, or it can be, you know, just a really creative angle of trees passing. And like, I love shooting into the um, side mirror, especially if there's not a lot going on and I can't sit in the back seat or whatever. Yeah. Uh, shooting into the mirror where you can see trees or, you know, the city going by or whatever. It's just interesting. Right. It's different. It's more creative. It's a feeling of what it feels like to be sitting in the car and seeing things going by. Um, I and I think this helps when you have situations like you were just saying about them being a little bit on the boring side. So a car ride isn't interesting. Or right. let's say you don't have cute people in the car. I tend to shoot a lot of families with preteens and tweens yeah. and like there's not a lot of cute going on. Like yeah. that kind of thing, that helping with that feeling of the situation, um, that goes a long way <laughs> when your subject matter is a little more challenging too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any way that you can kind of get in the head of your subject and try mm. to shoot how it would feel for them to be in that moment. That is what I mean by not literal that, mm. that, and, um, you know, just even when, like when we talk about like B-roll and what's literal with B-roll, like B-roll is helping you with that non-literal side of things. Mm. Like it, it's showing, um, environment and you're seeing where people are. Um, right but with details and, um, you know, things like getting in closer, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, having a big mixture of close and wide up. So you have to have some aspects of literal, mm -hmm. uh, not every single clip can be like that. It's impossible. For sure. Yeah. But for sure. Striving to try and get a lot of clips like that will take your films up and make a what huge would you difference. What would you say to a person who's only on their second or third film and there's still so many things to think about if they're trying to do one thing of what you just said, what would be, what would that look like? They can't maybe do it a hundred percent, but what's the one takeaway that they could maybe use in their next film? That's a good question. I would probably say to um, pick one scene to mm -hmm. try or, or maybe in, in every scene that they shoot, and mm -hmm. you know, if you're in the academy, you know what I mean when I call things scenes. So in every scene that you shoot, then you pick one time to mm -hmm. try and, and shoot one clip that is not literal and that, sh that is getting into your subject's head and is um, shooting the way it must feel for them with that. Yeah. Or if you're doing this, that's personal and it's your family, just shoot for every you know, scene that you're doing, shoot one clip that is how you feel, that really shows how you feel about this moment with your kids or whatever. But, I like that, that's very, very doable. I like that a lot. Yes, yeah, so for one, every scene, just one. And then as you get more experienced, then add to that. And mm -hmm. that can then be something you train yourself to get in the habit of thinking about as you're shooting. And, yeah. and then, you know, you can pick the one time, like get your safe shots first, then pick your right. one and then move on. Um, so yeah, that's what I would suggest. Good stuff. I like it. Awesome. <laughs> well, I think this is probably um, about the end of our time here. We don't want to yeah. carry on for too long, but um, I hope that that information has been helpful for everyone. Um, 
and we would love to hear any questions or feedback that you have any topics you'd like to hear us talk about for the next one um, let us know and um, we look forward to seeing everybody and seeing all the films that come out of the six film challenge um, so thanks for being here thanks for listening in thank you Allison for um, being your beautiful self and helping out and <laughs> giving all your wonderful advice. So, um, thank you uh, for yeah. all your advice. I feel like there was a lot of good takeaways today. This is good. Absolutely. I think so too. All right. Well, thanks everybody. And, um, we'll see you next time.